everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local community, and it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if you're just looking to learn more about the franchising industry in local communities. Today's guest is somebody who's been a franchise owner, has worked with franchisors, and does accounting, does the books in the franchising industry. So we're not going to get any particulars about his clients because he does the books for his clients, but I want to welcome Luke. Luke Towie is with Franchise Resource LLC, and we're going to talk a little bit about all the different businesses that you've owned in your days, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Blake. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, how exciting can it be? We're going to talk about accounting for the next half hour. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Everybody loves that, right? I mean, geez. It's all right. But the people that are our true listeners, as I look at the camera, the reason I've been so excited about having you as a guest is you have a very unique perspective on what it takes to do franchising right and the experiences you had as a franchisee, as a business owner of a startup, and somebody who works the the financials and accounting, your specialty in Franchise Resource LLC is helping local small business franchise owners, right? Exactly. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, we kind of have been a small business owner ourselves and then started Uh up Franchise Resource, and then we get to kind of support all these uh, new small business owners that are just getting into franchising, so it's exciting. It just occurred to me that probably as you're coaching and helping your customers, there's probably a million times a week when you're like, man, I wish I would have known to give myself this advice when I started my first business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't always know all the answers, but I, I know some uh, lessons on things not to do. So, um, Very so true. that's, uh, that's stuff I can pass on to them. So what was the first business you started? Um, our first business would have been, um, we were an anytime fitness franchisee. Oh, okay. Locally yeah. here with our, with our parents in Papillion. So that was back in probably like 2010 timeframe. So that was kind of our first business. Oh, and so, then it's grown from there. Yep. And then we just kind of leapt into other things and, um, yeah. So, so the first question I have for you, I'm sure you're not the only one in the world, but you are an accountant. By training, right? Run an accounting business and an entrepreneur. Those don't always go well. Sometimes those go together like oil and water. Yep. What came first? Were you an accountant first or an entrepreneur first? Um, I guess I guess overall I'd say I was accountant finance guy first. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I went to school for. And um, kind of after I graduated, uh, went in and took some positions in the accounting and finance field. And then, but I... I think I always had that entrepreneurial itch even growing up in high school and just the mm-hmm. people that I was around friends and stuff, we were always looking at opportunities and things like that. And so, um, I kind of figured out fairly quickly once I got into the finance accounting field that like, it was important for me to have that knowledge, but I really wanted to be, uh, start my own businesses and do things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and then you obviously you're from an entrepreneurial family. You said you you started some businesses with your parents? Yep. And honestly, that was kind of my parents' first actually go around. So they weren't, you know, growing up probably that entrepreneurial. Um, but we kind of, my brother and I were itching to get into something and we convinced them to kind of, so that was their first business too in 2010. 
with uh, the Anytime Fitness. So that must have been interesting. Yeah. So do you so. highly recommend getting into business with family? Um, I don't know. There's <laughs> pluses and minuses. Yeah. When it's good, Your parents it's good. don't when listen to podcasts, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> they might listen to this one. Who knows? But, there you go. But then you gave the right answer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to throw you a softball here. And instead of saying, has it helped, but how has your background in finance and accounting helped you as a small business owner? I think just, you know, um, understanding where we're at, where you're at as a business. And, you know, we always say like, it's it's hard to manage what what you're not measuring. And so, you know, with, with us having the financial background and knowing where we're at and kind of using that to project where we Mm want to be and where we're going, um, is just helped tremendously. And then obviously now we look at so many different financials. I think it helps us, you know, to better our business too, just understanding everybody, every different business model and things like that. And so we kind of have the advantage of looking at tons of financials and not just looking at them to, to, to get them uh, exactly where, where they want to be, but just uh, helping hopefully take some of that knowledge and for ourselves and to pass on to other business owners too. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually practice what you preach and yep. <laughs> and what get me- what gets measured gets managed. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. Which leads, it's a great lead into one of the questions that I really wanted to ask you with all of this background, right? And I, I imagine you haven't started your last business. You're kind of a serial entrepreneur. What do you look for when you're trying to decide on, I'll say your next franchise, right? That you might invest in yourself, that you and your wife might invest in. What are you looking for to make sure it's the right investment for you? Um, I think, and that's probably, uh, you know, we've kind of probably honed in on that more over the years too, because early on we didn't, you know, we didn't always know either. So, you know, by seeing a lot of financials and seeing how models work and seeing the work that goes in, that's helped. But I think overall, you know, on franchises, we're looking for the people that are running the, the, the franchise or in the people they have in place. Um, some of the infrastructure that they have in place and processes that they have in place as a franchise or, and then kind of what their goals look like. And, um, you know, to, to, to see if that kind of aligns with where, where we want to go. So. Gotcha. You brought up another one. So you have, as you've built relationships within the franchising industry, as somebody who helps with the books and the accounting, I know you've explained to me before that, you might start working with one or two of the franchises and if things are going well, you end up working with quite a few franchisees within that same franchise system, right? Yep. And probably start building a trusted relationship with the franchisor and end up being kind of in a way a liaison or um, a way for them to communicate better financially. And you're in many ways that liaison between them. Correct? Yep. Between franchisor yep. and franchisee? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. So with that lead in, <laughs> this is a multi-part question. Yep. No. <laughs> I want to ask you two related questions. And the first is, so if I'm a franchisor that's just getting started or wants to get started and start starting to add locations, at a bare minimum, from a financial reporting perspective, um, from a measuring of metrics perspective, what do I need to have in place in order to prepare myself for when I do start experiencing success and I've got a lot of franchisees. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, just basic right off the bat, like we ask and most franchisors do have something in place, but just a standard chart of accounts because, um, that everybody's kind of doing their accounting and using the same 
general ledger and uh, mm-hmm. accounts and expense accounts and things like that on, on their financials because then when the franchisor is looking at them, they're, you know, comparing apples to apples comparison, not, you know, apples to oranges. And, um, you know, they can see how, how the different franchisees are performing against uh-huh. each other. So that'd probably be the basic. And then, you know, our, our recommendation is always, you know, you know, use the standard chart of accounts, but then it's nice to have a preferred or a couple preferred vendors that are doing the accounting. Um, yeah. Just because, um, one, I feel like it, we're doing a, a lot of the franchisees in a certain brand, so we, we get to know the brand a lot more versus potentially, mm. you know, if, if you're in a market and you're just having a local person do it, you know, that they, they're probably new to the business. You know, they have CPA might be doing a bunch of different businesses and, you know, we're just focused on, um, you know, a handful of brands. So we get kind of get more intimately not in knowledge with that brand and what, what they're trying to do and their systems that they're using and things like that and become more efficient. Um, and then, so you have a sense for like why that franchisor is asking for this or this or that. And that lends a benefit to the local, especially to the new franchisee who's like, well, I don't have that information and you're able to kind of bridge that. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, simple examples like pulling stuff out of their point of sale system or their CRM. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, we have the relationship with, you know, with headquarters and the ability to do that. And it sounds simple, but like the franchisee might not even know the system as good as, you know, how to pull those reports and things like that and tell their local um, CPA or local accountant or whatever, how to do that. And so we kind of try to take all that off of their plate and because, you know, after we, we go to training and discovery day and things like that for the brands that we're going to represent. Cause we want to learn about you, what the, we'll, you go there yourself. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Really? So we'll as, as like the, the accounting vendor, you actually go yep. and learn their system. Yep. So, wow. you know, typically, yeah. Well, then typically when we partner with a new brand, we're like, you know, we want to at least come out here to a discovery day and a training, mm-hmm. you know, and check it out. And so we know, you know, when we're talking to owners, like what, what it's about and, you know, and yeah. you have owners just, you know, it, it's, it's funny, you know, I mean, it's not always just talking about books too. They want to talk about the brand and talk about, you know, how they're doing and different things like that. And sometimes we have answers and sometimes we don't, but it's, it's great to know what they're trying to accomplish and, and, and you know, can kind of halfway sit in their seat too, yeah. <laughs> what they're thinking versus just saying, Hey, you know, uh, your P&L looks wrong, your balance sheet looks wrong. We can kind of talk business with them and talk shop. So what's the practical application of that? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating. So are there, have there been occasions where you've built a relationship with a new franchisor and you start to learn and understand that franchise system and what they're looking for, even before you bring on local franchise owners within that brand as your customers? Yep. 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 Okay. So, yep. And now it's probably more through like, you know, word of mouth and just through the franchise space, we work with a brand and then yeah. we get introduced, you know, from someone to a new brand and, you know, maybe they have 10 units up and they're starting to grow. Maybe they have 50, but, and then we'll kind of, uh, you know, put a package together for them and, you know, of what we think for their franchisees. And then, um, sometimes it's a preferred relationship and we'll go out there or sometimes it's a, you know, they're, they find enough value in it too, or they think that they'd rather just mandate us as their one vendor, um, across the system so they can keep things consistent. So then yeah, that's kind of where it goes from there. So give me an example. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, if the franchisor doesn't have that tightened up, right? I'm not asking you to name names. <laughs> <laughs> not that this has ever happened and not that this would ever happen to anybody who runs a podcast called Heartland Franchise Guy, but let's just say <laughs> hypothetically there was a franchisor and 
uh, and it wasn't really tight on what you were requiring from every franchisee. Can you give me an example of where that creates a headache for everybody involved? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's always harder, you know, if you get to 50, 100 franchisees that are used to not having that guidance and they've done <laughs> Again, things a certain way. Again, I have no way. idea what they've you're talking about, Luke. Yeah, a certain way for years or whatever. Um, and, you know, in some brands we have legacy franchisees that were, you know, brought on 10 years ago before the system was kind of even in place. And so they're used to doing things their own, you know, their own way, <laughs> good, good or bad. And um, Wait, what? We have P&Ls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been there, you know. We have to file taxes. We have to do this stuff. Yep. Yep, we do. But um, it just makes it harder to go back and get those people, you know, on board and clean some of that stuff up and get, you know, relevant data, you know, for the fr- fr- for the franchisor. And, you know, for the franchisor, you know, the two things we always stress with them and most of them obviously get it is, you know, putting that FDD item 19 together at the end of the year you know, and having numbers that you can trust and that are easily yeah. put, easy, easy to put together is a big thing. And then just hopefully that, you know, getting timely financials each month from, from us and from all their franchisees, they can start to be proactive and, you know, share, you know, across the system, what's working, right. what's not working, where people can improve, um, what others are doing. So that that's kind of our ultimate goal when we work with a franchisor is to help, help them do those things. So, Oh, I get it. I get it. Thank you. I, I appreciate you giving that example. So we started down that trail because as you know, asking about um, advantages for the franchisor. On the other side of that, how do you create some efficiencies for the franchisees? You know, you, you understand the system, right? But let's say we've got listeners who've never been part of a franchise system. So the fact that you have a relationship with and understand, you know, what the franchisor is looking for, how, how does that benefit a new franchisee, it's like, okay, well, fine, I'm coming into this, but I don't have any customers yet. I don't have anything to bill yet. I might not even have anybody to pay yet. So who cares that you guys yep. like, have an understanding of what ultimately I'm going to have in my P&L? Does that really matter to somebody who's new to a franchise system? Um, I mean, some some yes, some, some, some no, but um, usually, you know, we encourage them to take that piece off their plate right away because we've seen it enough times where, you know, right away a lot of franchises will say well I'm, I'm, i think i can do this myself for a little bit and mm-hmm. and then we'll, you know we're like well, what other part of the business are you going to do and it's like well i'm going to still do sales and business development and those kind of things and um you know some people can do that but the majority of people have a hard time kind of um balancing all those different things that go into you know being a franchise owner and kind of holding all these different roles and so we're like let us take this off your plate and do do the things that you're best at that where you can really, you know, drive your people and yeah. drive sales and do those things. Cause, um, we've just seen enough, um, you know, instances of that where, um, usually they come back around if they do. And they're like six or 12 months later, like, Hey, I really don't want to do my, uh, financials by myself anymore. Or maybe I haven't even started doing them. And then we're like, all right, well, no, we'll take back over. But and that's where they walk in with a shoebox full of receipts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, something like that. Either that or a bunch of bunch of emails or a bunch of cleanup to do. But sure, um, yeah. So yeah, and probably a lot of stress, <laughs> no doubt. Right. Yep. Before I forget, uh, how do people get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of Franchise Resource? Yep, um, you can go out to our website uh, at www.franchiseresourcellc.com, okay. um, and there's a. Uh, an info page to kind of send in an inquiry and get an email um, over to us and then we'll 
get back in contact with you. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so big picture question. You've got all these experiences, right? Working with franchisors, working with franchisees. You are a franchise owner and have been of several different brands. And, and then you kind of see the back end, right? You see the books of all these businesses. What do you say? I'm sure you have people that approach you and they're asking about, yeah, I'm thinking about starting my own business or I'm thinking about a franchise. What's the first advice you give them? Um, I think, you know, get trusted advisors and not the people that you trust and vendors and partners that you trust in the brand that can take some of that stuff off their plate that are, you know, proven in that, in the space. And so that they can focus on the things they, uh, are good at, you know, I mean, the franchisors have a lot of things in place, but as, as we know, like there's still a lot of things as a franchisee in your local market that you have to, you know, do and get in place. And, um, you know, it could be a little hectic and a little chaotic if, if you don't have those, uh, trusted partners kind of in place. So I think it's important, important for them to have that. And then just also, I mean, and I'm sure you talk about this with them is like, um, what are their expectations of what thing with, with it, where they want to go and what what, mm-hmm. what they want it to be like and what they want their day to day to be for, you know, the next 12 months or 18 months or, right. you know, ultimate goals are. Um, so make, try to make sure those are aligned with uh, what they're trying to get into, you know, and you probably know that better than I do. You know, you're having these conversations with um, people that are coming out of corporate America or, you know, mm-hmm. making a transition into um, business ownership sometimes for the first time into a franchise and, um, they don't know maybe what to expect, what to expect. So, um, right. you just aligning those, um, ec- their expectations up with what, you know, um, what it'll take to be successful. So eliminate the surprises. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking, I mean, you might, mu- you must see the, the results, the outcome of, you know, if somebody underestimates the time or the resources that they need to put into a business, Maybe that's how you came up with the name of your company, Franchise Resource. <laughs> I mean, but you see the the impact that it has on people's lives. If it's like, well, this is way more than I expected, or I, I'm still trying to wrap my arms around it, it's, it can have a real impact on you know, your day to day, on your family life, et cetera. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, most of the people that get in had to have had some level of success to have the money to invest into mm-hmm. in, into a franchise, new business opportunity, and um, you know you want them to know what their, ex- what the expectation is going to be, you know, moving forward and that, um, hopefully set them up for success so that they're not, so, right. don't get a surprise and they're like, why did I, why did I do this? I could have just, uh, kept doing what I was doing before. So, yeah. Yeah. Very true. Fair question to ask yourself. Yep. So, so what do all, what do all the great high performing very profitable, very financially sound franchises have in common. If there's a few things that you see in all of them that you're like, man, the really good ones all do this or all have this in place, what comes to mind? Um, probably a good management, a good structure of processes in how they manage their teams, whether that's, you know, weekly, daily kind of mm-hmm. meetings and cadence and things like that. Um, even though it's a huh. small team, like I think that it's important that they have that camaraderie with their team. Cause you're, you know, if, if they, some, you know, and some of them are, you know, a little bit more passive than others. So they got to have a strong person in that management role, you know, mm-hmm. to, that they can count on, um, that's managing that team. Cause it's, it's usually about the people, you know, I mean, it's always, you know, it's, that's what it is. And so, um, I think that's a big thing. And then, um, 
yeah, I mean, just. Yeah, that was not the answer I'm expecting, but I'm glad you gave it because it's not usually the answer that you read in the books, but that makes a ton of sense. Yep. yep. Thanks. I mean, the pro- processes too, like I said, it was important just to have, you know, a structure of how, how they're going to do things and, um, you know, and to be successful. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've been an advisor to many. Have you had advisors or mentors that have had an important impact on your professional career? Definitely have. I definitely have. I guess I don't have like a couple like definitive people, you know, in mind, but just a lot, like through all the experiences of, you know, working in, in the franchise industry and working for a franchise over um, early on, a lot of those people I still go back to in certain areas and get yeah. their advice on different things. And, um, you know, whether, what, whatever it may be, you know, the experts in those that have had success in a certain arena, you know, you got to lean on them and get their do's and don'ts on moving forward. So I've been lucky to have a lot of great people, that I've worked with or worked for over the years that um, I'm able to get, go back and get advice from. So fortunate guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you surrounded yourself with the right people. It sounds like so yeah. Luke, thank you so much for stopping by and spending some time with us. I really appreciate the information that you shared and the unique perspective that you shared. Thanks for having me, Blake. It's been, been uh, enjoy. Absolutely. For anybody that missed it, uh, Luke did give his contact information, how to get a hold of him, franchiseresourcellc.com. But, of course, you can hit the QR code at the bottom of our screen. That will give you our contact info, and we're happy to get you any information you need if you have further questions about this episode or previous episodes we've done. So thank you for joining us again for another episode. One more thanks to Luke Towie and his contributions to today's podcast. And remember... Don't keep us a secret. Subscribe, follow, and share, particularly if you know somebody who could benefit from this. Share it with them. Share it with their group. And in the meantime, we will see you here again very soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. A Huda Media Production.